misshapen bodies. <laughs> because you got, you know, you got the belly going and then there's nothing else behind it. So it's just. Yeah, because like there's not the all group, there. like there's chubby chasers for chubby people. Um, may, maybe mine would be like E.T. like <laughs> E.T. something. I don't know. There's got to be a term for what I am. I know there's like the term skinny fat, but there's got to be a better term than that. You do have an ET yeah, skinny, bot. skinny fat man. I was I was saying how um, I was practicing my webcam angles for the OnlyFans. I'm going to start one day. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wonder, wondering if there's some like weird niche community that's into people like me enough to pay to see me naked. Is out of shape losers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Small people, penises. People who, People who look like E.T. Maybe just E.T. cosplay. I'll just eat Reese's Pieces naked or something. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I'd love to be a skinny fat man. Right now, I feel like I'm just a, a fat, fat man. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on a road to skinny fat man life. Uh, oh, long, long day, Jared. Long day. Long, always a long day. He's still at the parents' house. This is embarrassing. I'm a 30 year old man living a 14 year old's life. (laughs) Does my mom and dad make you dinner every night? No, I'll take turns. I'll cook like once or twice a week. What Um, have you been cooking them? I did enchiladas last week. I made salmon yesterday. Um, Just like random stuff. Nothing fancy. Nice. We made uh, I, not we. I just ate it, but they made uh, chicken milanese today. Good old Uno's classic. Oh, Phenomenal. I love that. Yeah, that's good very, shit. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's great. If, if I look back to my life as like a thirteen year old covered in pimples, um, I was doing the exact same thing as I'm doing now, living the dream. Can't yeah, ask for more than that. No, can't no, ask for more than that. I've regressed seventeen years in the last three weeks. Life, you know, times the flat circle, as McConaughey once said. <laughs> I guess comes so. back. Ty, where are you? Tulsa. Tulsa. Good old Tulsa. Yep. You got to stick around and go to a college football game or something one of those weekends. In Tulsa? They must have some type of college football program out there, right? They have I mean, a They've got TU, Tulsa they have a school University. Tulsa, yeah. yeah. Where is Oklahoma good. and Oklahoma State? Uh, like southwestern Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So like northwest of uh, Oklahoma City. So I'll be there Monday. I'll be at OU Monday. Flying a couple days early. Tell Erica, meet you there. You guys do some tailgating. It's not for a game. Well, I know that. I'm saying get there a couple days <laughs> Make early. it part of the trip. Yeah. Yeah, they're a big deal right now, right? The number what three? I don't know. They they always have a good team. They got a good quarterback, and yeah, they're the same. They're always in that range. So, do we have um, do we have an answer on the Megan Fox, uh, Courtney Kardashian? I thought I thought of my number. Yeah. Okay, go. What what is it? Um, so, so, so grand- for, for context, for context, <laughs> tell me what not, you're going to say. If you're not on Instagram, there was a, not a several scandalous pictures of Megan Fox with Courtney Kardashian, now best friends. 
and uh, I'd thrown it out there. Yeah, exactly. I'd thrown it out there and said, "Hey, you know, in 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 a in a world which hopefully exists somewhere out there, where all the three of us are single and living life, and I'm like, in, in you know, an one, universe, and, and I'm like 165 and ripped." <laughs> What like what would be our what would be our number? What what would you pay for if someone said, Hey, you got this opportunity, name your price, what is it gonna take? You can spend an entire night. I mean you can watch movies with them, you can you know, Tell just stories. do nothing. Yeah. You can do whatever, but what's Play your, board what's games? Your, what what's your number? Does it have to be a realistic number or does it have to be within our means? Yeah, within your means. I mean, you got to be able to afford it. Okay. Uh, I didn't know like in so this, you, in so this... You, you can't say a, a million or a billion. Well, no, yeah, I, just mean, wanted it... to, I wanted to rule those out right away. But you also it... can't say a hundred bucks because obviously you got to, you got to do it somewhere in the realm of, you know, stretching our means. Okay. Mo, you go. My number was 10 grand, um, but I want access from... <laughs> Like 5 p.m. until sunrise. So I think the problem is, is that I don't think we're going to be able to call the shots in this in this uh, interaction. No, but you kind of you kind of do. That's the thing. In this, in this How? alternate How one we... universe, because I've created this scenario <laughs> where we're three single dudes and we have to yeah we're in the pay realistic and... amounts of money yeah and you know they've come up to us and said. Hey, <laughs> they've, cho- they've reached cho- out to us. <laughs> cho- choice is yours. Choice is yours. I'd say 15. Ooh, Adam's 15 going above grand? me. Absolutely. You Dang. have that, you have yeah, that lick, you make, have that liquid ready to go. Cheap. They said if they, they knock, I mean, on, the, if they knock I, on the door. They might said, take write a few a, days. Write a the- check right now. <laughs> well, it might take a few <laughs> days. I'd say wait, I'd say wait until Monday. Wait for the, uh, you know, wait for the trades to happen. Wait till after, you know, 430. But hey, before, wait, till my, bet, wait till my bets go through for the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm I'll scheduled you know to make 26 Sunday. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much extra time does that buy me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would, I would realistically. Uh, well, unrealistically, I guess, because this is a fictitious scenario. Yeah, why not? 15 grand. That would be a hell of a night, even if it's not like what you would, what all guys would think of, just to be able to say, hey, I hung out with Megan Fox. Yeah, and I, I don't Courtney think you'd Kardashian. ever regret it. No, yeah. no matter what happens. I would not miss that 10 to 15 grand. No, I, I, would, I would request that after I get to hang out with those two beautiful women, I say, hey, this will be quick, trust me. But after we get to go hang out with MGK, I knew you were going to say that and go party. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, can well, I, that's can like, I hang out with your husbands as well. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Travis Barker creeps me the fuck out. I don't. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But Machine I wouldn't want to hang cool. out with Machine Gun Kelly either. He looks like a They're fucking crackhead. He's cool. He was in Rhode Island last week. <laughs> oh, so that's true. At plant. I don't know. Emma told me. She said he was spotted oh. at Plant City. 
So we have the same no. source. I don't know. No. I don't know. No, All right. No, no, I thought you were going to no. say someone else. No fucking way. Back that up. I don't know about no, that. No, that, that was a single source. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Who I'm told you sure. that? Emma. She saw it somewhere on Instagram. Told you that Machine Gun Kelly was in Rhode Island and went to Plant City for food. He looks yeah. like someone who would go to Plant City. Come well, on. he looks like he- someone that would do whatever Megan Fox tells him to do. So. <laughs> In that sense, yes. And he maybe, was, and we did. Maybe validate. you and him would both be at Plant City. His most recent sure, show, I think, there. was in Boston the day before. How did Emma get that info? I have I no idea. Plant City posted it on Instagram. Like, a, like picture a picture of a him? Blurry, zoomed in 10 times back of the head shot from him ordering. Interesting. Did- do you, is does Emma have any interest in the likes of an MGK? Like, could you guys do a trade off where you spend a night with Megan? And I don't. I mean, I think every couple has their. Where is she their, right now? She's in the other room. Text her. I'm gonna text her. Yeah, if you want to. Hey, we have a have a night with. Have her come in here. Kelly. Yeah, have her come in here. So we have a question. Just text her and say, hey. Come in when you get a chance. All right. Let's see how this goes. Don't tell her I asked. Tell her Jared asked. She'll be All more right. likely to come Tyler in. Tyler wants say, to know. Either. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say come in. Come in. We got a question for you. Yeah. Right. So I, I guess my answer would be. I don't know. You guys both gave out very like. Reasonable is not the right word because it's actually quite the opposite, but it's not reasonable at all. But but it is, but it's it, rational. Is it rational? Right. Is it rational? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I go over 15. You know, like I I I think that's too much. Yeah, that's I think much. I'd have to cap I think I'd have to cap it at, at 15. With our current wealth situations, I think, I think 15 would... is like, right. I, 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 I would need good. them to sign a uh, how do you sign a contract? I would need them to say, hey, I absolutely am going to fake having a great time tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Just, oh, un- yeah, un- yeah, unplug your headphones one. for a second. No, no, no I, we'll, we'll talk to Emma. Yeah, there you go. Emma. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. All right. So we're, we're talking hypothetical scenarios. The scenario. Well, actually, per- sorry, Ty, before we do that. So the first thing, this has to do with Machine Gun Kelly. And you said that you saw him, a picture of him at Plant City. Correct. Do you I actually. It was real, but I think it was don't... just a tall, awkward dude that had bleached his yeah. hair. Yeah, I don't think it was. So you don't believe it was him either? No. No, yeah. I like, but I'm also very gullible with certain things. So at first I was like, oh shit, he's there. And then I was like, mm, is this actually something like, why would he go to Plant City and Province? All right. So that led us into a- Adam said he'd pay 50 grand. I said 15. I said 15. I never <laughs> said 50. So, 15. so what, what we were asking was, all right. So let's say those two, right, as a couple, Megan Fox. Machine Gun Kelly, they're in Providence. They're at Plant City. You guys run into them. You go out, you have a night, and they say, hey, like, let's have fun tonight. Let's have one couple go one way, one couple go the other. Like, A, do you find Machine Gun Kelly attractive? 
B, if you do, like, would he be worth spending any? I uh, spending money. No, I'd go for Megan Fox. Asking her what? Okay. <laughs> I was gonna ask you to say I'm, <laughs> weird asking a woman how much they'd pay to have sex with a man, but that that's kind of where we're at in our discussion. Well, I'm glad you brought, so. brought me in for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, are you I attracted really... to Machine Gun Kelly? Is he attracted, man? I don't think so. No, but I don't know his personality. Oh, oh so that would matter. <laughs> so if like, you if he out- was like quirky and funny, I'd maybe consider it a little bit more. But I mean, he is. I guess slightly my type, tall and awkward. <laughs> slightly your type. <laughs> I can't wait to see Adam with pink and black nails. <laughs> and blonde hair. Oh Long ass hair. nails, yeah. too. Well, I guess uh, if you go down my dating history, there have been some questionable ones, but none that would ever wear pink or black nail polish. But if given the choice between the two, I would definitely rather hang out with Megan Fox. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's the right call. I think that's the right call. All right. Nice. Appreciate your I insight. You. Yeah. No we problem. All, we're all in agreement. <laughs> Everyone's voting for Megan Fox. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Pretty so. much. All right, here you go. All right. See ya. Bye. I'll do it. Nah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So my other. Ty, top- are you in bed right now? No, I'm on the couch. He's got a little extra back support. How many yeah, whiskeys well, deep you, are you? You guys know I told you this camera's all weird, so you like, can only see like this much of like what the actual screen would show. Um all right, so what else did I wanna oh the the wager I said? Yes. yes. What's the wager? So I, I think I'm gonna propose this. I'm gonna be at mo like I, I think I'm at most risk of losing money in this scenario. But I think we should put money down and I think we should. It's going to be whose team finishes with a better record. Cause I think finally, right after years of us dominating you guys and just dominating the league, we're finally at a place where it's not equal, but I think it's somewhat comparable so what do you think about putting some money down and we'll pay out you're, on who just to clarify you're talking patriots broncos panthers right not fantasy football yeah 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 panthers broncos pats right now you guys are both two and oh one of the few two and oh teams left in the league we are one of one what do you guys what do you guys think do you feel confident I guess it would depend on the money we're putting down. Like, what kind of wager are we thinking about? Uh, Megan 20, Fox money? 20 bucks. I mean... Oh, all right. I thought you were talking about, like, no, hundreds no, of no, dollars. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Sure. So, Why not? 20 bucks. Yeah, there's something silly. Absolutely. Like, so... How, how about um, we add, like, some type of embarrassment factor into it? Like? Like so getting I your just, chest waxed? I, I, I don't know if this would even be good, but um, I remember the Pats Eagles Super Bowl. A couple of people we work with, one was Will Swanson was an Eagles fan, and Tom Myers obviously was a Pats fan. And the loser had to get a fat head of the opposing team's quarterback and put it up in their office for the year. Obviously not in our office, but you must put a fat head up in your home of the other team's 
That'd be brutal. I, wait, I guess how does this win? It's a three-way race. Yeah, so maybe maybe whatever like whoever team comes the, in last. Whoever comes well, in last, the first place. No, you know, no, no. Whoever whoever picks. comes in first, right? They get the forty dollars from the two losing teams. If okay. there's a tie, obviously we work that math out, but it, it's whoever whoever's team comes in first, right? Excuse me, between the three, we'll get paid out forty on twenty. So they'll so, double their money. Let's Love do it. it. Sure. That's fine. What all right, so you what guys, do you guys You think? guys have the easiest division. The Pats have the easiest division. Oh, oh man. Oh, Here we go. go. Adam, yeah, am, I wrong? am I right? It's, am it I took right? what? A half a second for him to... <laughs> you're not, well, you're not wrong, Jared, as of right now. But who knows? I mean, the Dolphins look pretty shitty. Bills don't look the same. Jets are the Jets. Right. But whatever. I'm cool with it. Why not? Pan- Panthers look good. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so far. Good. I mean... Very, very early. Definitely not going to get my hopes up because, you know, tomorrow night, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, or, better be Davis Mills. I would hope so. <laughs> um, but like I said, I just don't, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up yet, but so far, so good. When's Broncos the last two? time you guys went three and oh? Well, I know the last time you went two and oh, that was like four years ago. I don't know about three and oh. Three and oh, it's been a little four while. Four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually 2018, I believe, was the year. So we lost to the Saints in the playoffs. I was living with Jared in Providence at the time. So that was the year that uh, we went 2-0. We actually had a solid team that year, but we got the wild card and then had a heartbreaking loss to the Saints. So it's been a while. We, we've been in a, you know, a rough spot for quite a while. So I'm very excited about the start, but I'm going to keep it realistic. All right, so honest predictions, no bias in mind. Who wins this bet, Adam? It, it's who has the best. Shut up, Adam. I'm, I'm trying. Th- I have a very important <laughs> clarifying question. If, we, like, if multiple teams make the playoffs, is it who made it the farthest in the playoffs? No, who, I, I, I say we best regular do, season record. Right, are best, reg- best yeah, regular yeah, yeah, season yeah. record. Okay. Yeah, because you guys are obviously screwed, Jared, in that division. So best regular season record. I was going to say, because Jared does have a tough fucking division uh, to deal with. You got the well, Chargers, the yeah, Chiefs, but that does, and yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders. That's why regular season record, I think, is better because, you know, during the regular season, like, especially this year's Broncos could beat the Chargers. So far, it looks like and, it. And, you know, who knows what the Raiders are. But, Adam, what do you think? Well, if you asked me two weeks ago, I wouldn't have picked I'm the Panthers. I'm asking you now. But I'm picking the fucking Panthers. Let's go. Record? 17 um, games now. So that throws off everybody's record uh, brains. 11 and 6. So you think the Broncos and Pats are not going to win 11 games? Well, I guess if I'm picking the Panthers, probably not. Okay. Jared? We got to go with the boys and the Broncos. Oh, God, Jesus well, I mean, I, dude, of course we're going to pick our teams. I mean, we were rooting for our teams to win. I, I don't think it's the Pats. I think we it, definitely I, have the longest odds for sure. Yeah. I mean, your offense looks even worse than last year's somehow. It does not. That's not. You're not missing wide open running backs and receivers, but you also throw the ball three yards downfield every play. But Mac yeah, have we 180 did. passing yards every both games. 
No, he had over two. No, he had like 300 in the uh, first game. I'm pretty sure. But you know that, Hey, that was our team back in the day. We didn't really like drive the ball downfield a whole shit ton. So I think we'd certainly have the longest odds. I think right now there's no question. You guys are, you know, the better team, uh, team. If only we played each other at some point this year, that'd be, that'd be make it even better. Make it even yeah. spicier. Yeah, but I, I, I looked at the schedules, and yeah, I mean, division-wise, obviously, Broncos have a tougher go of it, but schedule-wise, it's I don't know. it's It seemed to be relatively within the same range. Well, for but, Broncos and Panthers, I know Jared and I talked about this. Jared was saying the Broncos, like, the first five to six games, you said, Jared, are like, Pretty much not a cakewalk, but it's a pretty that's your easy half of the schedule. And then well, the, the second the, half, the it first gets difficult. three are super easy. Then we have like Brown Steelers Chiefs back to back after our first three. Oh, so we'll, we'll, right. we may end up three and three after going three and oh. No, I'm not a believer in the Browns, man. So I guess I'm mixing up your schedule with mine. Because my schedule yeah. is like the first six or seven games are like all winnable mm. based on how they played. But then in the second half of the season, like we get the like the last three games, we get the Buccaneers twice and the Saints. And oh, obviously the shit. Saints don't look the same right now, but I mean that could change. I mean, I kind of trust Sean Payton on there um to turn that around at some point. But yeah, I mean we get the Bucks twice in the last three games when we could be I mean, fighting that's, for that's a wild two card L's. spot. That's two L's. Most likely. Most yeah, likely. I, what what week uh is the last one? Is it sixteen or seventeen? Do you remember? I know we if get the it, Buccaneers. If, it, if it's 16 or 17, they may rest starters. Well, I was going to say, but otherwise, again, if, if, if this pass rush continues to do what it's done, I mean, who knows? But odds are it's the Buccaneers winning too. I, I, I think as someone who clearly their team is third in this race uh, and has the least odds, I think it's really tough to like pick between Panthers, Broncos, who ends up with a better record. It's really fucking tough. Because like both you guys, I think would say are two. I think your two teams are the teams that people are talking about, saying like, "Hey, wow, like good two games, good start to the season, like not a not a crazy difficult schedule, like in the first part of the season." So I don't know. It's tough. It's going to all depend on how long can our quarterbacks keep playing like they're playing now. Right. Yeah. How long can the defenses continue to play like this too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my gut schedule wise tells me I think Panthers, but Broncos have a really good defense, Mm -hmm. and I like Teddy. I do like Teddy, and I'll root for Teddy. Great. But I'll root for Darnold too. I mean, both likable teams. So. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been seeing many ghosts the first couple games. So that's I'm good. going with the paths. I'm going with the paths. <laughs> yeah. Again, we all got to come back to our teams, and that's how it should be. We got to we got to root for our teams. They need us. They need us. I think the other thing too, quick before we get into our topics, we need to address some betting discrepancies here because sure. Ty, we are each two and zero, oh, if I'm not mistaken, we are. on our bets. And Jared's really lagging behind. So we're pretty much just paying Jared at this <laughs> that's point. That's not a discrepancy. That's just me sucking at betting. That's a disgrace. So there's, just a problem. there's just a problem with this. You know, we're, we're carrying a little bit. No, more no, no. See, right see, Adam's way too reactionary. We're only through two weeks. So 
Yeah, dude. I, I'm just the saying. The next I, two I, weeks, I was maybe the first he carries person to us. say, I got to pick up my game. I'm weighing us down. You were. It's not due to lack of betting activity. I can promise you that. No, no, just lack of betting success. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll I, be I, back on the horse this week. I know I put my, my mind in a pretzel when we were talking about it last week, but all we need to do is just, and I'm, I'm just kind of writing shit down in my notes app. We all we're going to do is just divide our total winnings at the end personally by three, right? And send 66% to the other two people, right? So if I end up at the end of the season with 60 bucks in my account, I'm going to send 20 to Adam, 20 to Jared. Yeah, you know we mean? just got to keep track of what um, the bets were for this because I have like a bunch of other bets every week in my account too. Right. I, I don't have exact bets. All I have is winnings. I, I haven't had to worry about your bets, Jared. It's just I, I know, I know. <laughs> just L's. So uh, all I'm keeping track of is total winnings each week and then totaling them by week, like, you know, compounding them each week. So. It should it should work out just fine at the end. Well, if, if I if Tom and I keep surviving in that survivor league, then we might have a lot more to split. So fingers crossed. I might retire. Nice, dude. <laughs> let's do it. Only fans, here we come. Let's do it. All right. So let's um let's start with Adam's topic this week. Adam, what do you have? All right. Well, the topic is obesity and the United obesity. States, yeah, obesity. And the United States is no stranger to obesity, as we've discussed on this podcast before. But uh, this story focuses on childhood obesity, um, specifically between the ages of 2 and 19. Okay, that was just the, the age range they had. So the CDC uh, did a study that took that was factoring in the BMI, so body mass index of just under half a million children or kids, I guess that they're using 19 year olds as kids, I guess, in, the, in this case from two to 19. And they determined that throughout the pandemic, this group and the age, the, the range of time they're using was when they first tested these individuals, it was the time span between January 1st of 2018 and February of 2020. And they took that and they compared it to March 1st of 2020 to November 30th of the same year. So obviously peak pandemic months. The results were that at that at the time, 19% of the people that they focused on were considered obese. And that number rose to 22% from March 1st to November 30th. So the childhood obesity rate in this country essentially is almost one in four kids are now unhealthily overweight. They're obese. And it's just, it's pretty wild because when you, when you think of it, you know, obviously the United States, the adult rate is around the forties. I think it's like 43% of people are obese and that's up from 30% in the year 2000. So in 20 years, it went up almost 15% in terms of obesity rate. So, and I I think think that's an important clarification because I think we've said before, like the, what defines obesity? Like I'd be obese right now. You know what I mean? Like at this point, 
Are you sure? Have you looked up your BMI? No, I'm not. No, does anybody want to know their BMI? No, I have a chart right in front of me. It's not. It's not. I I don't think it's accurate, right? It's not like an obese person is not someone you look at and say, yo, like that's Frank the Tank status. Like, (laughs) no, you are, you know. But the term obese comes from the health risks that come with being overweight. It's not like they just look at somebody who's disgusting looking and say, all right, you're obese and you're not because you're slightly less disgusting looking. Like that's a scientific diagnosis, morbidly obese and obese. And you are so and you were what last year? Morbidly. (laughs) (laughs) At my peak. Probably close to it. No. <laughs> All right. I, I did see them talking about on, I don't remember what it was, that to your point of, okay, the BMI, right? There may be some variations of person to person. It may not be as accurate. But when you scale it across the masses and have a large sample size, it's proven to be very accurate. And that's why they still use it. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's certainly where I was going to get to because I know I've looked at my BMI. So I'm looking at a chart right now. So for those of us who don't know, the listeners. So they take your height and your weight. And based on a chart, it determines whether you are underweight, normal, overweight, or obese. So if you're underweight, you're less than your BMI is less than 18 and a half. And if you're obese, your BMI is 30 and above. So according to this, so I'm like 6'3", right around 210, 215, let's just call it 212. I am right on the brink of being obese, according to BMI, <laughs> I am my BMI, according to this is about 25. And like I said, BMI 30 and above is considered obese. So I understand so what you're are saying. You considered overweight. Then? I'm considered overweight. I mean, that's fucking insane. So, and that, that's what gives me pause. And I get what you're saying, Jerry, because like, you know, over the course of yeah, you know, J- Jared the- citing scientific terms and, you know, guidelines, but it, trust me, I, I think as this episode wanes on, you'll know that Jared doesn't really believe in scientific uh, terms and, uh, you know, guidelines. But anyway, very, very true. So, yeah. So I guess that the one the first thing which you guys you guys got to first was like, how accurate is this? Because I've had yeah. my questions about BMI um, as well. So that made me think a little bit more about it, but there are some pretty clear dots to connect here. I mean, but let's face it from March until August, really this past August, or yeah, this past August, when school started to become more normal, a lot of these kids, you know, and obviously it goes two to 19, but like I'm, I'm, I'm talking about kids actually in grade school. So you're talking about age five to 18, most of these kids, the vast majority across the country, were at home all day. And because of restrictions and things like that, they, lit- they really weren't interacting with their friends, which is stuff yeah. that we used to do as a, as a, at a young age as no kids. Recess. We would re- recess at school or just outside of school, like getting together with friends, which was obviously frowned upon early on and midway through the pandemic, especially when we hit winter. And cases started to, you know, spike like insanely, but 
I have to say, I mean, I, I know there's different factors to kids gaining weight. And obviously it's horrible when you say that one out of every four kids in the, in the United States is considered <laughs> obese. Like I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking terrifying. It is, dude. Um, uh, but I can't help, uh, I can't help but blame. Obviously there's, you know, parents have some blame in this. The kids, obviously, you can't absolve them completely. I know they're kids, but like, Jesus Christ, like you got to look in a mirror sometimes. <laughs> but go say that to your kids, your, uh, your maybe students. I, yeah. Well, so if, if somebody I, walks in, hey, chubby, go look in a mirror. Hey, you fat fuck. <laughs> Put down the Twix bar and go run a lap. I would love to say that to some of them, but As Adam's putting Skittles in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't help but think like, you know what, all the COVID, you know, obviously early on, we didn't know as much, but as time went on, more data came out and we learned how unlikely it was for most kids to get sick and have serious health risks that that came along with that. I blame a lot of the politicians and the legislation out there that led us to just being cooped up and having these kids just stay in their rooms, you know, for a year and a half straight. Yeah. Like, I think there's definitely blame there. Now, don't get me wrong. Nowadays, their kids are much different now than we were kids. I, I know we sound old, but back in the day, like, obviously we had, we played video games. We did fun stuff like that, but we also were outside. We were riding bikes. We were meeting yeah. up at, at the, you know, the football field and stuff like that. There's, very few kids overall do still do that stuff. Obviously there's a group of kids that always play sports and stuff, but honestly, if I were to, you know, document or do a poll of what most of my kids do when they go home or on the weekend, they do nothing. So I think it's a little magnified because of the the, the day and age we live in where these kids literally live in their rooms or basements, just interacting with people on the web playing call of duty, Fortnite, whatever. And yeah. that's considered like recreational activity now where that was never recreation. It wasn't really a thing when we were growing up. So I think there's other factors, but I'm kind of pissed at the politicians and the, and the media and all this stuff that made this mass hysteria and blew up COVID to be more than it actually was and forced people like parents to instill in their kids that you can't go outside. You can't, you can't go across the street and play with, Jimmy, because they may have COVID and we don't want you to bring that back into our house and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I would also say like you mentioned 40% of adults in America are overweight or obese. If those are the people educating and informing their kids and how to be healthy, mm-hmm. like that's part of the problem too. Like, it blows my mind that almost every other person is overweight or obese but then you go look at like somebody grocery shopping with you and you go look at their uh grocery cart and it like totally makes sense they thought it was soda and chips and cookies and ice cream and mm. there's like nothing but junk food like all delicious Making stuff me hungry. don't get me wrong but i, I guess the point Scooby i was gonna snacks. make is i, I think <sighs> that was most- very nostalgic that picture you sent ty that was awesome Ty, Ty sent me a picture, Jared, of uh, Scooby Snacks. Remember those things back in the, the gummies? day? Yeah. And I, my yeah. mom used to stock our basement and Ty would come over before basketball games and literally wipe those things clean, wipe baby. Clean every single time. Yeah. Um, but but, but yeah. The, the point I'm making is I think 
most adults in America have no idea how to be healthy. Like even when it comes to losing weight, all you hear about is what's the latest fad diet, right? Whether it's keto, whether it's yeah, we know we we just listen to you. I <laughs> we mean, just listen the, to you, dude. What's the latest yeah. fad, diet. fad yeah. diets, <laughs> right? But but I guess like I, I think if you were to actually like ask somebody who's overweight, like hey, if you were to if I were to say hey, I fatty. need to lose hey fatty, if I need you to lose <laughs> twenty pounds this month, like I think most of them literally wouldn't know where to begin. They'd be like, oh, what all I can eat is grilled chicken and broccoli. Like, no, like it's, I don't know. It's just not hard to be healthy. All right. All right. Well, well, well then to challenge Adam, then like how the fuck is that the politician's fault? No, I think it's, I said it was both. I'm not talking, to you. I'm not talking to you. The, I'm not just saying it's all, all right. the politicians and media's fault. I'm just saying that they, I think that certainly plays a part in it for sure, because it was those decisions that forced kids to be out of school and be at, be locked in their rooms at home for yeah, weeks and months at that, a time. So yeah, like, I think that there how is much physical activity are kids getting in your history class? Well, not in my history class, but they go to gym. They, we take them outside for mass breaks. Like we, we get them moving around. I'm not saying that we would have prevented the 3% rise, but it certainly would have helped. And it certainly would have also made it seem like, okay, Hey, we're not just locked in these dungeons right now. We can leave the house we can go do things. I think it's a lot of, it's a mindset thing as well. And uh, I think parents play into that because, you know, they, they read the, they read the news clipping uh, clips and they lay, they look at all the hysteria being um, pushed out by the MSNBCs and the CNNs about, you know, don't go, you know, like not Australia level shit, like don't look at your neighbor cause you might get COVID, but um, they, they certainly play a part in just, making these kids think, Oh, well, I can't do anything. And then it leads to depression. Then that leads to eating more. Like there's, there's, it's a, you know, there's, there's other factors at play here. Right. So what do, what do we think about at what level or at what, you know, um, like what level of responsibility do parents hold where, you know, yeah. Like you could hear X, Y, or Z from your state government, your, you know, uh, teachers and superintendents, but if you care, right. And you know, you're concerned about your kid's health or well-being. like, don't you think that a lot of people could have the ability to make a difference in their kids' lives in that aspect in terms of being, you know, doing stuff, being fit, being, you know, outdoors, being active, et cetera. Like, does Absolutely. that really yeah. fall on the politicians at the end of the day? Not completely, but I think that, again, we, we, they, a lot was created, this atmosphere of, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And the only safe place is staying in your house and doing, you know, and just doing all the unhealthy things that we enjoy. But this generation of kids, that's all they do. So it obviously magnified it. And I, I agree with you. I think parents share a lot of responsibility there. I think, unfortunately, some parents work third shift and work long ass hours and health's not really a priority for them. So how in the world can they make it a priority for their kids? So, you know, I think those are other factors that are mm. at play as well. Yeah, for sure. Jared, what do you think? Standard. What do you think about that? Where, where does the fault lie 
you're going to give a weighted percentage, is it a majority on our establishment systems when it comes to education and local politics, or does it come or fall more on, you know, kind of the parental guardians at home making an effort or making a priority uh, around being outside and being fit and being healthy? Whose responsibility is it? For, for the increase last year, I would have put the politics and, and rules put in place at probably 65% and give the other 35% to the parents. But I think there's one missing stakeholder in this who also owns a big part of this. Big Shug. Oh, just <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> sugar. And the massive food industry that sells the standard American diet, right? It's the same companies that own all the chips, all the sodas, all the cereals, all the cookies, all the everything. They're owned by the same companies. The marketing of that to make that the standard American diet to sell high profit food, that's part of the problem too. Like people just don't know. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. this is what they grow up on. So, so I, I you know, I'm glad they think you brought the standard, that up. They think the standard American diet is an acceptable diet and it's not. It just makes you fat. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it was something that, you know, when Adam had said, hey, this is what I want to talk about, I had thought about it. You know, when I compare this part of the country that I live in now, Oklahoma and Texas versus back home, I, I mean, I've never seen more soda and fast food consumed in my life. Like, people yeah, that I go sure. meet with, dude, are having... Their second Mountain Dew at 9 a.m. <laughs> Their like second It doesn't Mountain surprise Dew. me, dude. It doesn't surprise me at all. And they have barbecue for lunch. And, you know, they have Chick-fil-A on the week. You know, it, it like the sheer magnitude of chain and fast food restaurants in this part of the country is completely astonishing. Yeah, and there's a reason the market's there. People buy it. Yeah, and the level of consumption when it comes to things like soda, like soda, for whatever reason, I just have like a stigma towards because I don't like it. I've never drank it. Yeah, I knew like I know it's bad for me, right? I mean, I trust me. I eat you know all the sugar in the world to make up for it, but um, it, it's amazing to me how many people will just without even thinking twice about it, grab a Dr. Pepper and crush it and not think twice about it every day, you know, and not realize that if you look at it, it's like, hey, percent of daily sugar, like you just met 125% right in that half hour. You just drank that soda. Right. Not to mention the calories, right? Just pure empty calories on top of the 1800 calorie barbecue lunch you just had. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the equation to gain and lose weight is literally I, I looked this up the other day and now I'm going to forget the number, but it's whatever your metabolic rate is. So the average person needs like 2,200 calories per day to just run their body. If you eat one calorie above that, if you're not burning any calories other than like your normal body calories, you start gaining weight and it's every 500 I'll, I'll look up the number and, and tell you guys what it is, but it's not that much equals one pound of body fat. 
it's like every 2000 calorie deficit, you lose a, gain, a pound of body fat and every 2000 calorie surplus, you gain a pound of body fat. So like when you do the math equation, these people are picking out seven days a week. Like the weight just keeps going up and going up and going yeah. up. Wow. We won't do the math for the trip I just had. I'm about the end. <laughs> well, Ty, you, you made me think of. No, I mean, when, none of us uh, are perfect by any means. No, of course not. But um, you no. made me think of that night when when uh, I when we got to Dallas, powered the whole state of Texas. Right when I literally went on my odyssey <laughs> to find fast food. Oh yeah, dude! And I had the pick of the litter. I could have gone to ten different places, all within like a tenth of a mile of each other. And like, you pretty much hit most of them. I hit most you found of them. the right ones. The, on the sixth fast food place, it was finally open. <laughs> After you had traveled to- all day to get there. <laughs> In Erica's tiny car, I'm like, I felt like, <laughs> like a freaking. I was like a clown in a little clown car. Um, but yeah, it was pretty wild because, like, you know, obviously Rhode Island has like we have Bald Hill Road, and that's you know obviously full of like strip malls and shit, and you know fast food, and but that's like obviously Rhode Island. Yeah, but I Texas have eight there's Bald Hill Roads right like, within a square ten miles a mile. It. Yeah, and they all have the same kinds of fast foods. It's super accessible. It's cheap compared to going to the grocery store every day and buying a bunch of stuff. Like, I, like I'm not going to lie. There's probably an 85, 90% chance I hang up this phone and go get chicken. Yeah, best <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, at this point, what am I going to get? Right? It's, you didn't eat dinner yet? I, I uh, there's a, what do you call it? Um, Hotel bar? No, BJ's. Yeah. Brew house, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I like BJ. They got good deep dish pizzas. Yeah, they actually had a um, happy hour special. I just wasn't that hungry, so I didn't really eat much. I just had some Brussels sprouts, but like, I'm going to be hungry after this. after this. Like, I know those Chick-fil-A nuggets are. I've never had a never yeah. had a Chick-fil-A nugget. So I was thinking of this. I almost guarantee I could do a uh, 60 Nugget challenge with Chick-fil-A nuggets. They're that good. There's only one way to find out. I'd do it. I'd do, try do, it. do what I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish. I wasn't because like, I'll, I'll, I'll take down 20 so fast. It's not <laughs> the first it. 20 that kills right. you. It's I not know, even the I second know. 20. Right, right. It's the last 20. Yeah. That, that's Jared the can attest to watching and witnessing yeah. as I crumbled pretty much the same thing same way he felt when he was shoving pancakes down his the first, know, the first five were great which we never even talked about on air did we how many pan- much. <laughs> i thought we did how many pan? no i don't think we did how many pancakes oh. did you eat um what was it 15 pancakes in nine hours at i 15 and nine yep and those were big boys dude they were big and fluffy Jesus. yeah they uh i haven't craved pancakes or anything with maple syrup in it since that's for sure little you recovered from that day feel nauseous have you recovered it, yet? it took me a couple days to recover without a doubt i felt awful i sent uh my mom said in the selfie i put on instagram after i finished she said i had big black bags under my eyes <laughs> literally just like the power of did you tell her that you sugar. always have those bags under your eyes <laughs> Not really, dude. They're not there. Mom, I don't know what to tell it's you, but black, dude. Look at his eyes. 
No, that's not black. If, if, if that was grayscale, there's a little bit gray. of shade. There's a little yeah, shading. It's gray. <laughs> right. Ours aren't. Those, those aren't. Those aren't quite Newport to Boston commute <laughs> bags. But I mean, they're, they're, there's a little bit of Pete Davidson yeah. there. I, I did have to do that on Monday, and it was awful. It was Ugh. beyond Boston. I went up to Andover. Do you miss the office? Dude, no, not one <laughs> bit. Literally, you had to go it was into a the office in Andover. Yeah, so I drove up to New Hampshire Sunday night and stayed on the couch there, and drove into Andover in the morning. But was in the office from eight till six, and then I had to sit in two hours of traffic to get home from Andover. After it was awful. Sheesh. 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 No, thank you. All right. So, more moral of the story. Obese people are disgusting. Stop drinking soda. <laughs> yeah, get your Put life down together, the fucking Jared. Mountain Dew and pick up some kale and go for a run. Um, I would right, love a Mountain so, Dew, though. Jared, do you want to hit us up with our, our next uh, segment? Yeah, I think this one will be quick. It does not like a whole lot to discuss. I'm sure we all feel pretty similar about it. But the latest in a long COVID history of politicians creating laws that they do not follow. And in the words of many people who I don't remember who said this, uh, rules for thee, not for me, is the mindset with these politicians. I feel like this is Groundhog Day. Right? How many times have we had to talk about this? (laughs) So the latest, I think, might be the most ridiculous because of the explanation after. So in uh, San Francisco, um, somebody uploads a video this past weekend of the governor of San, or the mayor of San Francisco, excuse me, uh, jamming out to some like jazz band at a club saying, look at the mayor not following her own rules. Nobody there is wearing a mask. At first, I'm like, who cares? They don't need to wear a mask. They're all vaccinated until I find out she's made it. So you have to wear a mask no matter where you are inside, if you're at a restaurant or bar, unless you're eating or drinking. So I was like, all right, total hypocrite move. Let's see what she comes back with. What lie? Is it another... uh, Governor Newsom saying he was outside, even though they could see the roof and the chandelier over his head. Um, so they interview her and her response is, I don't even get why this is a big deal. I don't need you guys to be the fun police. I was sipping my drink. And if you knew how good this band was, you wouldn't blame me. I just got up and started feeling myself. Feeling the spirit. Feeling the spirit. That was the exact terminology she used. So her explanation was not, sorry, I messed up. She did not capitulate even in the slightest. In the slightest. And, and then she, she to- said, I can't believe you assholes are detracting from this incredible story the fact that these band members have gotten together and they're playing some music and is legendary. And so why do you care if I have my mask on or not? Yeah, it does I mean, not even. Ign- lo- what, what's her name? Do you even know her name? Mayor London Breed. That. What? London, London Breed. Breed. I'm pretty sure her name is London All right, Breed. So look up that name if you're listening to this. So you can hear her defense of what she was accused of, and it will make sense to you. 
That's exactly what she said. I was feeling the music. It was awesome. So don't criticize me. Which and go which, which, which hold on. I don't have a problem with. That's totally fine. That's a totally reasonable take. Except if, for the fact that but. <laughs> right. Except for the fact that the rules that are enforced by her and her, you know, uh, party in the city of San Francisco completely go against everything we saw her do. The rules she specifically put in place and won't even acknowledge the fact that she's breaking them. She has the balls to call this reporter the fun police. And ridiculous. I I mean, she was trending on Twitter, but ultimately, like when we talk about it right in the mainstream, like this wasn't a story. I did see I just Googled her name and Trevor Noah, not a huge fan, but he did cover her and give her uh, give her a hard time. He did cover it. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty hard for him not to be critical. I mean, I know he'll 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 go as far left as he needs to almost every time with every take. Yeah. But that's the indefensible. Oh, well, good for him. At excuse. least fucking. Yeah. So, I mean, could you could you find a more easy target to fucking <laughs> rip on as right. a late night comic? Right. And the other part, just to add to this, which like. Expand. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> compounds this oh, issue. Yeah. <laughs> Is is the uh, what was going on with the Emmys the same weekend that so nobody wears a mask at the Emmys other than the staff, the film crew, etc. And so somebody calls them out and they actually cite the law saying, Oh, don't worry, we have exceptions in the laws for California for anything involved in filming or production. Do not need to wear masks indoors. Yeah, don't worry. Everybody else does. Don't you worry. So, so you're exempt. So at this point, and like I see it all over Twitter, and I almost agree with it that like these rules are so ridiculous that nobody with power is following them. We're all supposed to follow them. Makes me realize that these rules are not needed. If they were needed and if they were actually doing anything good, those people would be following them as well. It's entirely just power control and virtue signaling. And I hope people wake up who are like, when are they going to wake up, dude? This has been happening for, I don't know, the last year. We're in. What are they, what are they going to let this happen October their whole life? They're going to let it happen dude. their whole lives. Why yes. not? At, at, at this rate, at this rate, they'd they'd try and get away with it. Dude, I, I mean, who that isn't already saying the politicians that are enacting these regulations and restrictions are. 100% hypocrites. Like if you're not saying that, like you're way too far gone. Like you're never going to not acknowledge that. Dude, the entire mainstream media is not saying that these guys are hypocrites. Yeah, it, the reason it, why you're 150 <laughs> feet from your microphone all of a sudden. Can you not hear me? I'm just been very warm. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> 
Yeah, let me, let me go across the room and see if you can hear me. As I, this thing's sensitive. I didn't know. I got a lot of heat. I got like centimeters from the see, microphone. My laptop's radiating a lot of heat Jared, on you, me right you, now. You oh need Ty's God, mic dude. so that because look, look at Ty. He looks like a mob. <laughs> Ty look, right Ty's now. got one eye open. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's a, an extra in the Many Saints of Newark movie. Like he's there got the go. he's got How's the that? friggin. Better? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sore. Oh, I'm saying, don't you, you do need... not put your foot in front of that camera. Dude. That's disgusting. You don't want to see it. It's disgusting. You, you need to get a mic like Ty's though, Jared, because then you can. Just I'm not lay buying down. another mic. I'm already on my second mic. I'm just saying that you can do what Ty's <laughs> doing right now. Look <laughs> at him. He's, he's as comfortable as anyone. Look at me. It's resting right on my gut. Perfect. <laughs> the um, perfect kickstand. The, the only other thing I had for Jared's topic is that, you know, whether it's news, whether it's been Newsome, London Breed, Cuomo, it, it almost seems like like they treat these things as if we're like, like they're the parents and we're the kids. Yeah. Because like yeah. when you guys were growing up, I'm sure and same with me, like I'm sure you guys had rules that your parents had that like you're not allowed to do this, like eating ice cream in the living room with the rug and like... <laughs> mom or dad eats it like does that exact thing breaks the rule and it's like the do as i say not as i do kind of thing yeah like pull I those they, shades down jay man yeah, exactly where where you know mr morelli john may have his shades down but he's telling you to put them up so like yep the, these politicians act like they're the parents were the kids and in that sense I understand that because when you have kids, like you tell them not to do things, but then you obviously do the things you tell them not to do. But that's not what this relationship is. They're supposed to be setting an example when they're supposed to work for us. We pay the salaries. That's that's the the catch 22 at all is they think they're setting an example. Well, they're supposed to. And and, and then when they when they completely go against everything that they've said publicly, in person and they're caught on camera like and then they're right to do so at this point because it gets them away all they have to do is like say no fuck you like you didn't see what you thought you saw right like in a roundabout way that's all they have to say and they're we, acting it, it like blows gods. over it blows over like a you new guys watch 24 the boys hours. yeah you ever watch the boys yeah they're they're, they're acting like um, who's the main superhero in the boys? Just like untouchable. Just does whatever the hell he wants. What do you say? Superman? Yeah, same idea. Essentially Superman. Yeah, he's like the bad version, but same idea. They know they're untouchable. They're acting like gods amongst men and women. Yeah. Right. So in, in I, 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 I guess to get one, try to get one level deeper, like at what point do we as a, uh, a society acknowledge that not all, of course, right? But even if it's not a majority, a large faction of our politicians when it comes to COVID have completely undermined the efforts of the greater good. Yeah. I mean, I, I've acknowledged it. I have no faith. Zero yeah. faith in the government to do anything at this point. But I mean, it hasn't been everybody. If, you know what I mean? Like, I think you need to be able to say those two things and say, you know, if, if you're arguing or not arguing, but trying to articulate a point, trying not to come off as partisan, just saying, look, there are plenty of states where it hasn't been as big of an issue as it has in others. Like, and 
don't you think on you know you can cite examples on both sides of how this has just gotten completely out of control and the people asking for you know people to listen to them and follow their decree have done the complete opposite of what they said that they stand for like can you even go to right well, DeSantis like this guy's yeah. supposed to be right this like freedom fighter right and at the same time he's saying i'm forbidding like local entities like to do or enact the net the measures that you know they think are going to help their community like what the fuck is that yeah like yeah, the, pretty, the, pretty the definition of ironic yeah and they're just in, all in for shit they're all for yeah. shit dude the uh, I was not that it has to do with COVID, but I was going to cite like all we need to know about their interests were what eight days now from the government shutdown and the debt default for our government. And literally all over the news is saying if they let our um, debt default and they don't raise the debt limit, it's going to be catastrophic for the world government. And what are our parties doing? Playing a game of chicken with each other so one side can get a win and the other side can get a loss or a small succession in the bill. So that literally shows like they're choosing partisanship and playing with fire versus poten- a potential catastrophic gov- um, recession or depression. It shows you where their priorities are. Yep. It's not anybody it's but not themselves. Us. No. It's not their constituents. Not me. No. Mm-hmm. Definitely not me. Us working class folks. We work hard. All right. I have to take a piss. You guys can bullshit until I bring up my topic. All right. You going to cut this out? Or is this going to be in there? Better be in there. <laughs> so Mo, so you are now how, how many weeks into uh, being back at home now? Total. Um, It was Labor Day. So it was. Labor Day was what the eighth, so I think this is my third week. Let me look at a calendar. All right, so like at least two weeks, at least two weeks. Yeah, I think it's been two more and three weeks. weeks. So no, so it's, it's been um, yeah, just over two weeks. All right, so we've all like all three of us here have experienced like having to move back home for like a you know just a period of time before you go on to your next venture, your next place, whatever it may be. Are there any things that like you remember as a child or just like growing up, like in a household with your parents that like are starting to come back, like little things that like irk you or just, you know, just, just things in general that you, that you experienced that like, even now at your age of 30, you're still experiencing the same things uh, that you once did living at home. Um, yeah, definitely. But I wouldn't say like they've been irking me. Like, I don't know. I've been, I don't know how, but just like, I've been in the mindset of like, nothing's going to get me aggravated. Just it is what it is. I'm here for three plus weeks. You can enjoy it and not let stuff aggravate. But I mean, like in terms of like behaviors and tendencies, like my parents literally have the exact same behaviors <laughs> as they did my entire life. Like right. little things. Like I, I dropped the remote the other day and got like yelled at. I was like, all right, I'm 30 year old man getting yelled at for dropping the remote. So like those have not changed yeah. at all, but I just not worth the headache. Ty, I was asking Jared, like now that he's been at home for like a few weeks, like have things from his past living with his parents, like have they, reared their heads you know in this short period of time 
I'd love to live with my parents, dude. You would. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed living with my, I really did. Like I never had like, you know, like my relationship with my parents was different growing up, like than Eric's relationship with them and even Noah's. So, but I, mine was pretty good. I mean, we had our moments, obviously. I mean, I never had a bad relationship either. Shit. I didn't mind not, living not a home as a kid. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I lived, mean, I've lived on my own for how many years now? Like it's more about just having my own space. Yeah. And I didn't mean to say a bad relationship. I just meant like, clearly there's things that happen in your household that annoy you that like maybe wouldn't annoy, like it wouldn't happen as much if Ty yeah. was at home or if I was at home, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I was super lucky. My parents didn't bother me at all. Like even, <clears throat> Cause I, I lived there for probably, I don't know, eight months, maybe max um, since I left college. Um, I, I have no complaints. Well, after you moved out of Alex's, right Before after I moved with Erica, right, right after I moved, yeah, and then, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, there was maybe a couple month, a uh, month or two after I graduated college, so sure, in total maybe ten, ten months, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind it anyway. Um, so what did I want to? Oh, so. Did you guys even what? No, I was just saying you as against Norm. Your your yeah yeah. Topic. So, yeah. Norm. I, did do you guys even know who Norm McDonald was? Absolutely. I didn't. I was. So if I said the name Norm McDonald, you know exactly who that was. I I've I've seen his stand up. He's been in a lot of roasts, like in the old Comedy Central days. Um, the first time I knew, I mean, I didn't know who he was at the time, but like all those Adam Sandler movies, like Billy Madison, he, he was like that, that funny character in there, but I certainly knew who he was for sure. He was an SNL a ton. Like he did a lot. He had a lot of cameos with that. So I saw him over the years. I didn't like follow him religiously, but like when I saw that he died, like I, I recognized the name. Absolutely. I just knew he was a comedian uh, that he had, they had, um, they would always talk about him on like Rogan and stuff, other comedians. So, I knew like, he so was, if you guys he, heard the name he Norm McDonald, like. you would know what he looked like. I wouldn't have known his okay. face, but I would have known he's a very well-respected comedian. I, I don't like think a, I would have. I think they he, said he was like a comedian's comedian is how I heard yeah. them describe him. So I, I didn't really know. Obviously, like when I saw him, of course, I knew him. Um, and I didn't know him from SNL. I'd never watched SNL in my life. Um, uh, you know what I knew him from is the Adam Sandler movies. Happy Gilmore. Was he in Billy Madison or was it vice versa? He was definitely Billy Madison. Um, he may have been Happy Gilmore. I don't remember, but it was definitely Billy small Madison. roles, right? Yeah. He, he had a very weird career, but to sure. your point, he was super well respected within like the comedy uh space he was just fearless absolutely fearless yeah so he passed away from cancer um i think it was last week early last week um and so i i you know listened to a bunch of podcasts that talked about it blah 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 um and uh, again i didn't know who the fuck this guy was but you know he had battled this for a while and the news took everybody by complete surprise because he never made what he was going through public. So when the news came that he had passed away, 
and it was because of cancer, people were kind of like shocked and like, holy shit, didn't even know he was going through this, et cetera, et cetera. So as I learned more about it, I thought to myself, like, what would I do in that situation? Right. Like if you got sick and you were a celebrity or you get right. sick as you not. Yeah. If I got yeah. sick as if I got sick as me, right. Like if God forbid I was diagnosed with, now I don't know how long he lived with it. I think it was like 10 years. He right. battled it. I, I, I was going to say, I think wow. it was, it's wild. I think it was a while. Right. So if I were someone like that and had, just you know the most unfortunate circumstance brought upon me you know hey let's even let's even say they said hey you've got five years to live max 10 right in a perfect world you live 10 more years in a realistic sense you live five worst case scenario you're done in two years obviously this is a somber topic but i was just it, it, it interested me because, again, I didn't really know who the guy was. But once I learned like, hey, he had, you know, he was pretty influential, et cetera. And still Kinda like the Black Panther. He did the same thing. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, where no one really knew what was going on until it happened. Um, and so I just thought to myself, like, what would I do? Like, A, what would I do in that situation? B, like, what do you think maybe the more reasonable or rational or right decision would be? You want to go first? We went first on the other ones? Uh, Sure. Um, I think after thinking about it, just based off of, like, who I am as a person... I think I would, which I, I'm sure he probably did. I would tell a very close group of people, but I don't think I'd share it with anybody else. And but why I don't think that that's necessarily maybe the right decision to do is because I think about how I would react maybe if I saw someone else going through that who I knew. Sure. You know, we have um, the gift and the curse, which is social media. So I was just like, you know, if I saw someone starting to just post and come out and admit and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what the outlook looks for me. You know, Whatever you want to say, right? It doesn't matter at that point what you say, but just kind of being open about it. Is that the right thing to do? I think it probably is in a perfect world. I just know I, I couldn't see myself doing that. But there's a lot of shit to wade through because how do you handle all these different personal relationships? So yeah, that was kind of my initial gut reaction. You want to go next, Adam? Sure. Um, I, I think I would. 
I mean, I, I can think of several people that probably would want to post it on social media and make like a spectacle of it. And obviously when you're in a state that, you know, you, you know, when your expiration date's going to be, I, I'm sure that changes Oof, your Jesus, way of thinking. That's a term, huh? I'm just, yeah. When, when you're told five to 10 years at best. Yeah. I mean, that's got to change your thinking. I think I would only want to tell like my closest friends and family. I, I don't think, I guess with certain things like cancer though, people would probably notice and, and, and like, and, you know, like physically, you know, what's going on. And I don't remember seeing like what Norm Macdonald looked like towards the end. Cause as we kind of talked about, he, he didn't have that kind of career, especially towards the end. But I think I like Stuart Scott. Do you guys remember him yeah. from ESPN? Like, I don't remember it entirely. And obviously this is a very different scenario because he was always in front of the camera on ESPN. Definitely one of the more beloved ESPN characters, um, you know, brought, you know, commentators, whatever. And I remember that speech he gave um, at the ESPYs where he's like, like a rail at that point. Yeah. Like it, it looked like on, obviously it wasn't easy to look at him being that skinny, sure. like literally falling out of his suit. So that's how I'm trying to look at for next summer. <laughs> Just cancer skinny. Is that what you're trying to go for? It's better, it's better than the body I'm sitting in now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like I obviously initially I would definitely just tell my closest friends and family, but even people you work with or you interact with on a somewhat regular basis that you may not consider your close friends and family. Um, I mean, with something like cancer, I'm sure Norm couldn't hide it for too long, you know, and I'm sure, but he did. Right. And that's, I think the weird thing is because I mean, it took everybody, even people that knew him on a more than just casual basis were like, Holy shit. Boy, he, he hit it on this. social media because he's not on social media. I don't even, even think he personally with these guys, yeah, even like people who are, had personal relationships with him didn't know. I'm pretty sure even his podcast co-host, um, Adam Egit, didn't know. Well, then I, I guess my I think the right way would be to at least tell the people closest to you. But again, what would you do their own thing? I would and tell that, the people closest to me. But right. So that's the thing, right? Is like where do you draw that line to people closest to you? Like, I'm trying to think of like for you, like people on the peripheral, maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, like what, outside of family, I don't have like a lot of like super close relationships. Like I got you two and, and, you know, Tom, Steve, you know, and you know, a few other people. Like what about someone like Dylan? Or... Sure. Yeah. I would tell, I, I think, yeah, we're close enough. I would talk to him about it. You know, I, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't make a, I guess it's hard to not make a spectacle of it. No, well, I think that's the thing is I'm not saying either it's a spectacle or it's not a spectacle. It's more like, do you just be open about it or do you be closed off about it? You know, yeah. like if people ask, do you be open about it or do you just like shake it off? Like give them the Heisman, you know, like that. that's more what I'm saying, because obviously the answer is clear of like, do you make a spectacle of it? And do you, you know, put the, the, the Batman spotlight on you, you know what I mean? In the middle of the city uh, or you say nothing, right? That's not the choice. It's just, you know, how open or how closed off are you about it? 
You know, like yeah, do, I mean, do you aside from your family, right, and maybe close friends, which you know we would be included in. Oh, there getting further away. There he goes. There he goes. He's so close to the bed. You can this just fall. Even, this isn't even <laughs> my bed. I'm not even staying here. What? I'm close to the window. I'm sweating. I'm staying in the bedroom downstairs. Put the AC on. The window's open. Close the window. That's fine. Pretty feels good. <laughs> I just yeah, I, 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 that, that was just what I was thinking. I was like, I did not come up with an easy answer as to who do you share it with? How open are you about it? What's the right thing? Is it easier to be more open about it? Is it easier or better to just live life as if nothing happened because you maintain the same genuine relationships you have? And if you tell somebody, it may change. Yeah. (laughs) You're the worst. Just log off. Adam and I will finish this. I'm not. I can't control if I yawn. Jesus Uh. Christ. I think another part too is, I mean, clearly Norm, I guess he, he pretty much accepted what was going to happen. He must've done it pretty well. Like he seemed, you know, from everyone, like, like you guys were saying, even people that he saw on a daily basis didn't even know. And he just continued to live his life and be his normal self. I mean, I give him a lot of props for that. I can't imagine that everybody would have that same reaction to it, but I'm sure eventually you get to a point where you're like, there's nothing I can fucking do about it. So if either I wallow in self-pity and attract a pity party, or I just try to continue to live, live each day as I would normally. It's not even about attracting a pity party. It's, it's, do you think people would then treat you differently if they knew you were going? Right. So it's, it's not even you looking for pity. Jared, just don't even, don't even worry about it. We're, We're good. I'm not you. Oh, I'm literally sitting here <laughs> looking at you guys. What, why do you keep interrupting it to comment on me? I'm just doing my thing. I'm feeling myself as the mayor. I can't Francisco, even see you. You're so far away from the computer. You're because so I'm close. Getting, I'm getting a breeze. <laughs> I'm close to my mic. You just got to hear me. Uh, it's real humid in Newport. Yeah, it, is a little, it was a little muggy in here, too. I'll give you that. It's still pretty warm up here. It's in the 80s. All right, you're going to finish your damn sentence? You don't need to comment on my proximity to my screen. Uh, I don't even remember what the end of my sentence was going to be. I just, we, we were just know, talking it, about like how people would be afraid that like if, if I told yeah, you guys... Yeah, would they I treat you differently? Would they treat you differently? And would you be able not? to tell? And it, would that be easier for you to deal with than... You know, people you're being not, normal to you. On, I'm sorry. You're just doing this shit on purpose now, Jared. <laughs> that one I half did on purpose. The other things I didn't at all. I, just think I, I have ADD. I got ADHD. I'm stretching. I, I know. All right. All right, Jared, why don't you tell us? So how, how would you go about it? No, I, I mean, I have the same answer you guys would. Guess, uh, <laughs> same the, thing. Same Z's. Same Z's. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would tell my close friends and family and i mean i'd probably tell my like extended family too i have a lot of cousins and shit um because I, I think they'd want to know but anybody outside of that, like co-workers my, my <laughs> maybe not but I, I hope so um i mean if they don't it's not i'm not gonna lose sleep over it if i'm already fucking dying 
but, yeah, you, but like you co- co- have much more sleep to lose yeah for coworkers and like my boss and like distant friends i'd like if it came up i would just say oh like i'm going through some health concerns or i have some health problems i would just kind of say like that. what the fuck does that mean man what, what's going on you and then i would say i'm dying <laughs> No more so shit. Would, so hey, man, I got like two fucking weeks. Like, I'm spending leave me alone. in my 401k before I die. <laughs> but uh, imagine seeing someone every day, like being on the other side and like being like Norm's podcast guy or whatever. No, I don't know how Norm look and seeing like as the days or the years go by, you're physically just weak. Or how, how, how about Ill. the fact that maybe they're they see him changing physically and just think maybe he you know losing weight or whatever or norms oh yeah right. i'm on a diet initially and then all of a sudden you get a call and they're like yeah norm passed away and they're like what right what happened yeah it's cancer just, i mean can't can't imagine like, that would be can't imagine yeah that would be just the worst so like That'd that's kind of the feeling for sure right that that's the other side of that you know, um, choice of not telling people and living as if you are the same person you've always been. Nothing's changed. Is that all of a sudden these people are like, yeah, what the fuck was I worth to you if you didn't even tell me? That's kind of a catch 22. Sure. It's definitely. I mean, there's no easy way to navigate through that situation. You go, dude, are you dying? No, I just lost like 20 pounds. I actually feel <laughs> awesome. Are you fucking Next day. Me? <laughs> yeah, it's that's an interesting thing to think about. That'd be our sure. darkest topic we've ever had on here. Oh, at least it's, it's something it's certainly different than COVID nineteen. For introspective, yeah, it was it was an interesting topic. I liked it. Hey, have you guys um seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I did. I enjoyed it very much. I have not. Did you like it? It was okay. It was long. <laughs> it was. It, I wanted to like it a lot. It was good. I don't even know if it's good. It was it was solid. I mean, the 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 last part of that movie is just batshit crazy. But yeah, I think why it made me like it more post movie was realizing that a lot of it was based upon truth, true facts and yeah, a true story. Tar- Tarantino, true wise. characters, yeah, true characters and and whatnot, and then just like a a, a crazy. Right, like you said, Tarantino twists the whole thing. You said, "How how can I make this a like interesting movie and story?" Right. So, I went into that movie and watched it, not knowing what it was really about. Yeah, same here. And that's why I was like, "Uh, I don't know what the fuck that was." Yeah, like weird movie, like okay movie, weird movie. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. And then when I looked it up and figured out, oh, this is what they're talking about. This is the whole backstory behind the whole thing. I was like, all right. Like now I appreciate it more. Yeah. It's so kind of like Inglorious Bastards taking like a real story kind of, but making it like a crazy ending. Yeah. But Inglorious Bastards, like there was no question about what time like, period what it, was, it was, what about. they were going through what it was about i, like, I think maybe, th- maybe this for, uh, I, who would have known that i mean if you went I into put, that I movie put, i put two and two together by the actress's name 
uh, uh like, Margot Robbie's character's name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I see. I didn't. Right. And you're right. I, I think people that knew about that and like our parents generation. Yeah. They all would know that probably would have put it. Probably would have put that together. You're right. Yeah. Um, that went way over my head. Um, but now, dude, boys, I'm deep down a rabbit hole with the Charles Manson stuff. Oh, oh dude, it's some crazy stuff. Dude, I, I'm halfway or not halfway over halfway through. Um, there was uh, an epics uh, documentary on that whole saga and that thing from, you know, him being raised uh, all the way through all the shit that happened. It's fucking wild. I've never yeah. looked into it. Do they talk at all about him um, like be working for the CIA or the FBI? Not yet. The conspiracy theories behind it? Not yet, but thanks for ruining that part of it for me. I, well, I, I don't, it's probably not in it. Like, it's not in a lot of the mainstream stuff on him, but there's a whole book that was written that was proven and corroborated that he was a not an FBI. Inf- he, I guess at some point he was an FBI informant in one of the like projects at the time in San Francisco where they were using LSD to test if it could mind control people. So he, they kept giving him drugs. He'd do something crazy, get arrested. They'd let him out, give him more drugs. And then they just went on for years until he lost his mind. Until Project Veritas. I've heard of that before. That's Yeah, because that's the whole... That's the site that does the investigative journalism now, Project Veritas. Oh. Maybe, maybe, CNN. It's not, maybe it's not Project Vera. Maybe it's a different project, but I'll find the there's a great Rogan episode where the guy who wrote the book is on it. And they go all in on it. I'll tr- I'll send it to you, Ty, if you're into that. Do you believe it? Yeah. Do you believe he was a CIA agent from uh, what point? I'll, I'll let you listen to the story and, and you can determine. It's been a few years since I listened to it. OK, Adam, watch that movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Homework. Tarantino movies are they're pretty much always good. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. 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 She. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna need a shower. It's so warm up here. I love you guys. <laughs>